Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am. Welcome to the Lifeboat live stream. I want to jump right into this tweet from Cliff High. It says, by the time you wake up tomorrow, it won't be the silver squeeze. It will be the silver crisis. Then in mere days, it will be the great bank crisis. Then before you can grasp what is happening, it will be the great government crisis. That will probably be early March about the seventh. <laughs> so nice little timeline. I, it seems like he's looking at some data now. I don't know what it is, but uh, from his latest things, you know, he relies on some of the older stuff, but he, I think he's doing something along the, uh, the, those lines again, um, w even with all the problems that exist, uh, given the new kind of immediacy and Twitter and, and all of these things. Um, but, you know, that's kind of the same thing that we've been reading before about what this short squeeze will end up triggering and how um, it could be, you know, that's when I when I very first saw the post up from somebody over there in Wall Street Bets. Now, I know they've come out and they're like against this idea. Don't short silver driving the price of or uh, don't buy silver driving the price up helps the banks and this and that. And I think that was, I, I read the whole thing. Uh, I can't find it. I don't know where it is, but, or I would read it to you guys, but it, uh, it fell short on a number of, uh, areas for me. And it's really comes down to, um, the physical supply is, you know, the truth at the end of the day, they can do whatever they want to the paper market. So yesterday when I was doing the show, y'all were chatting up in the comments, Sam, Sam, the price of silver is dropping. No, it's not. The price of paper silver that they manipulate is dropping because they're pushing lots of new paper options into creation that are backed by nothing physical. That's the price that's dropping. But if you actually want physical, you're paying $41 an ounce. Sorry. Oh, well, that's for an eagle. Of course, those are going to be more. 43.20 an ounce. And I, I haven't even checked the current uh, spot price. It was 29. I, supposedly it dropped. I don't know what it is now. But the whole point is, and what this article is saying, and kind of, I hadn't read this yesterday. I'm not sure exactly when it came out. Uh, February 2nd at 5. So, yeah, okay, yeah. I hadn't seen this yet. But this is showing us, they're telling us, um, the shortage of phys physical silver is exposing a tear in precious metals markets unlike any we have seen before. As we detail below, various executives from bullion dealers have explained that huge demand has left them with no supply and no source for physical silver. And while silver futures, paper silver, have stabilized modestly during the day, and here's you can see this big drive down, Physical silver prices remain at extremes. This is from, uh, that first one was from Atmax. Uh, this one's from JM Bullion. There are 40, $40.45. That's if you're buying in quantities of 1,500 ounces. <laughs> uh, here's uh, SD Bullion. They're $41. Everybody's got these huge premiums. 
because there's so much demand and it, it's so unpredictable. And of course, uh, the other part of this is that we're seeing, well, okay, here's uh, a massive, that massive premium is unprecedented showing as the chart shows. Here's the, um, I'm guessing one is the spot price and the other is a one ounce, yeah, one ounce, silver American Eagle, one ounce coin price. And you can see just how crazily they've diverged, right? And it's, it looked back through the history from, this is showing all the way back to 2016. It's never been this far apart. And we had a squeeze in like, it might have been 2014 where things kind of came off a little bit. I'm, I'd like to see that data, but it's not in here. Um, and I'm too lazy to go look it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, simply put, the establishment can print all the paper silver at once, but there is no physical supply. And that likely ends badly for those attempting to suppress reality for too long. Because physical is the truth. Because at the end of the day, this metal has utility that drives demand, okay? And if you look back here, J.P. Morgan downgrades silver stocks, telling the, the Muppets, you know, the normies, oh, guys, you should stay away from silver. But this is even more stunning. I'm not sure what the girl here in the bikini getting water splashed over her body has to do with this article, but I approve. Uh, it's pointing out this chart here that's showing the silver production deficit since the 1950s. Okay, so you've got this red line that's kind of slowly increasing along the bottom. That's the deficit, and it shows that it's just clearly been steadily growing for decades now. And then you've got uh, the production here in blue, and you've got the demand in green. So demand is increasing, production is increasing, but it's not increasing fast enough and it's not keeping up with demand. What does that mean? Well, that means that silver that's been in uh, storage has had to be pulled out of storage so that it can be used industrially because there's a deficit. And that can't go on forever. And you can't keep the, the price suppressed in that environment with paper shorts as they're doing forever. Because at some point, there won't be enough physical to meet that industrial demand. And what happens to a market that you're buying into as a manufacturer who consumes silver for your products like solar panels or Teslas or whatever else? When you go buy futures in that market and that market can't deliver the physical that you need, then what happens? That market dies. That's what happens. And that triggers, that's what Cliff's talking about back here. This, it'll be the silver crisis from the squeeze to the crisis to the great bank crisis because the banks are short silver. They're partly behind this working with the Fed. And then in mere days, it will be the great bank crisis. Then before you can grasp what is happening, it will be the great government crisis because the financial system grinds to a halt. 
I don't know, you know, if this date's going to be right or not. Um, but it's one I'm watching, that's for sure. Because uh, reality fundamentally supports this unfolding, right? Whether it comes from his woo-woo data or not, I don't care. Uh, what we're seeing in the markets supports this narrative. This will be the chain reaction. And this is, you know, what I showed you guys that first night when I'm all silver bullet. <laughs> this will be the pen that pops the bubble. And it's going to bring in all the inflation. It's going to let all the skeletons come out. You know, Cliff's got some interesting views around that as far as secrets revealed. People sitting on blackmail, no longer getting blackmail money because the system's breaking down. And instead, they sell the information. So we start finding out more and more things. And it just snowballs us into this new paradigm. I think that's what's coming. Okay, there's the story about that. Um... Let me go. I think there's maybe one more thing here on silver I just want to look for before we jump into some of the other stuff. Bear with me for one second. Um, okay, yeah, let's go to here. So um, this is Vlad. He's the co-founder of Robinhood, of the Robinhood app that locked out their customers and um, he does this this thread here and says it's time for T plus two to go meaning he's talking about settlement time and uh, T is either for I think trade plus two days so you make the trade it happens instantly on your little computer screen but the reality is the back-end system the plumbing the uh, network supporting it takes two days to sort out that trade and actually settle it, right? And that's what happened is retail came in, overwhelmed the settlement system, broke, just caused these cascading uh, defaults to, not defaults, but um, yeah, I guess defaults or deficits or basically like requirements just started going crazy because of the, the level of volume and interest and so forth. And the settlement system, the clearing system, the clearing house couldn't clear the things fast enough because the systems broke. It's, you know, 1900s technology. It's swift. It's the federal reserve who can't get their shit together on a faster payments system despite the fact that it's already been rolled out in Australia, in uh, the EU, and in a few other countries, Hong Kong. And here they're like, what, announcing we're five years out? <laughs> okay, thanks. Good luck with that. <laughs> so this is what he's talking about. And he continues, last week we saw the impact of the two-day trade settlement period has uh, has on investors and ultimately the entire American financial system. Clearinghouse deposit requirements skyrocketed overnight. 
People were unable to buy securities they wanted. Investors were angry and concerned and unintended byproduct of the antiqued settlement process, everything we just described. The two-day period to settle trades exposes investors and the industry to unnecessary risk, and it's ripe for change. Investors are left waiting for their trades to clear, and the clearinghouse brokers have their proprietary cash locked up until the settlement is final days after the trade. And this is what happened. They had a liquidity crisis. They ran out of money to back up these trades with the clearinghouses. They were freaking out because they were so overwhelmed um, that they raised requirements. And that's why they had to go get $4 billion and then another billion. Uh, let me see. The clearinghouse deposit requirements are designed to mitigate risk. But last week's wild market activity showed that these requirements, coupled with an unnecessarily long settlement cycle, can have unintended consequences that introduce new risks. There is no reason why the greatest financial system in the, the world has ever seen. Uh, I think that's probably over in uh, Hong Kong. N definitely not America anymore. Hasn't been for a long time. Uh, that the world has ever seen cannot settle trades in real time. Doing so would greatly mitigate the risk that such processing poses. We need to meet this moment with a vision for the future and a focus on the people we serve. We need to come together to deploy our intellectual capital and engineering resources to move to real-time settlement of U.S. equities. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I know a company that's got a product that does that. Exactly that. And they've been talking to the banks for years. I can't remember the, it's, um, it's water something. I don't know. Accomplishing this won't be without its well-documented challenges, but it is the right thing to do. Technology is the answer, not the off-sided impediment. Let's join together to move forward to real-time settlement. Uh, you know, I think that's a good, uh, I actually, I didn't read his blog. I don't know if that's, if that's it, if there's a bunch more to it. But he's making great points here. And in my uh, tweet of this, I said, this is one of many problems Ripple has been working with the banks for five years to solve. DeFi has a long way to go. If this doesn't get fixed soon, the market could grind to a halt. Remember, we I talked to you guys about the, uh, the ban list or the restricted stock list grew to like 50 stocks because all of those were vulnerable. And there's, I think there's a hundred, but they started with the most vulnerable 50 and limited those because they were all having problems. They're all subject to attack right now until these hedge funds realize, holy crap, we can't do this anymore. Or they'll pull our shirt over our head and start punching us in the face, <laughs> which is basically what happened. Okay. So that should give you a pretty good view. Uh, you know, of course, DTCC, I think, is the one doing clearing these trades in the background. They're owned by the Fed. Ripple's been in there talking to them. Uh, R3 has also been doing stuff with trade finance. So these the solutions are out there. They just need to be adopted. And the, the, they've been dragging their feet. And you've got idiots running around uh, running the SEC. In fact, why don't we go there next? Because... Mark Cuban's got some choice words about the SEC. 
oh, this isn't it, but this is another one. Um, yeah, he really got went off on the SEC the other day. Okay, we'll read it anyway. I learned some expensive lessons when I start first started trading stocks. It was painful, but I tried to learn what I got right and wrong. Uh, right now, right here, the game is changing. 100% it is. That's kind of what I was telling you guys about. This, this is a new paradigm. There's no going back. The hard part is uh, ask yourself if what you believed has actually changed. BTC holders are a great example to follow. Many bought at the highs of 2017 and watched it fall by two-thirds or more, but they held on because they believed in the asset. The same applies to stocks. When I buy a stock, I make sure I know why I'm buying it. Then I hold it until I learn that something has changed. The price may go up or down, but if I still believe in the logic that made me buy the asset, I don't sell. If something changed that I didn't expect, then I look at selling. And that is exactly my philosophy with XRP, right? It's like I looked into it. I learned who the company is, what they're doing, what the team was like, uh, what the you know, scale and magnitude of the problem that they're solving is, is it a real problem? Is it going to change the way business is done? And yeah, all of those were, yes. It, and, um, the thing that I always look for is banks using, turning, you know, like onboarding ripple and then turning away from it and going with something else. And, um, I just, I haven't seen that. So that's kind of my, my strategy as well is I know what I'm invested in. I know why I bought it. That's why I sit there and hold it and don't really care because I know where it's going, or at least I think I do. And if I'm right, that will pay dividends. Sure. There's opportunity cost, you know, lost in the process, but that's okay. I'm, you know, there's so many people in the space that just want to want to, that want to get rich by um, fucking somebody over on it on the next trade, right? Like sell to them at the top, wait for it to crash back, and then buy back in. And like, I don't understand how they don't think that that comes with karma. So, all right. Let's see here. So there was a, a bunch of FBI agents serving a warrant on child porn. And the guy started shooting, killed two of them, injured several, I think three others um, that I think are expected to recover. And I think, uh, you know, my comment here is sadly, this is likely to happen more and more because of the environment the state has created. They've pushed people into a corner. Um, and I think, you know, people are more likely to think this is it. They're coming for our guns. You know, it's also possible this guy was deep state and, uh, you know, fighting back cause he knew where he was going to end up that, that may be entirely possible. Um, but I think unfortunately cops are going to see a lot more of this and it's an unintended consequence that they didn't really consider when they did all the things they did to destroy the economy. It wasn't Corona that destroyed the economy. It was the government's response to it. 
And now, you know, people are getting more and more desperate and them just trying to do their jobs is going to be more and more dangerous because people have reached their limit. They're fed up. They have fewer and fewer options. So. Okay. Um, let's go right here. <laughs> so Senator, or Chief Senator Elizabeth Warren tells the Security Exchange Commission to get off their duffs and do their jobs and stop the rigged game of market manipulation. <laughs> All right, this is from Forbes. Uh, in a blistering interview with CNN, Senator Elizabeth Warren has incensed over the trading activities last week, saying the market is a rigged game. Well, she's got that right. Uh, Elizabeth, when when was it first rigged? Like, when did you see the first evidence that the market was rigged? What year was that? Do you recall? No, no, I didn't think so. Because you've been in office for like decades, right? So, you know, this isn't something you've been sleeping on this whole time. And now that it's inevitable and threatening to bring down the whole house of cards on your head, now all of a sudden, damn it, this is a priority. How dare you, SEC? Politicians are always looking for a parade to run out in front of. This is what they do. They don't give a shit. They just don't want to look stupid. So they all the time run out in front of a parade when the reality is she could have done something about it 40 fucking years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, you know, 2008, could have fixed it then. Y'all didn't. Said you just enabled it to continue. That's what you decided to do. So how dare you sit here and talk about someone getting off their duffs and doing their job and fixing this rigged game. <laughs> People are a joke. Warren boldly called out the Securities and Exchange Commission, the premier Wall Street regulator, admonishing the agency to grow a backbone and get off their duffs and do their jobs. Warren said we need more regulation about market manipulation. Yes, more complex uh, complexity to the government uh, system and laws. That's what we need. That will fix it. I think big government created this problem, but... Uh, yeah, no, the more government is clearly the optimal solution here. I mean, because it's, it's definitely not to just uh, take this out of their hands and do it in real time via smart contracts in DeFi. That is certainly not the answer here. As you'll see, she explains. Um, Warren said, we need more regulation about market manipulation. She also decried the practices of pump and dumps and stock buybacks that enrich the CEO and executives. Dun, 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 dun. Run out in front of that parade. The Senator added the SEC needs a broader look at how hedge funds and corporations, uh, manipulate the market. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be good. I am deeply concerned that these casino-like swings and the value of GameStop and other company shares. So like before, up there, I pretty much agreed with her. But here, now, now she's going after you. And of course, you know, they can write whatever bill, but it goes through the committees and gets changed up and 
the lobbyists get get their additions in and deletions in and what comes out is not ever what goes in or I'd say very very rarely ever what went in uh, and company shares are yet another example talking about GameStop and the wild swings of the game and ship that interferes with the fair orderly and efficient market uh, function of the market because that is what we had pre GameStop was fair orderly and efficient markets <laughs> yeah no the settlement system is the problem and that's linked to your agencies that you regulate and uh, you know have failed to push them to for any sort of innovation because that's what happens when you have a government there's there's no market signals they get stripped away and that's you know, need to invent, innovate, need to provide a product that consumers actually want to pay for voluntarily, uh, you know, all sorts of things. They just get wiped away because, well, you've got a monopoly and that's just the way it is. And so we have this 40-year-old payment system that's a freaking joke. Okay. Uh, Warren demanded to know what the SEC is doing to address uh, market manipulation relative to the incredible run-ups in the stock prices of a number of companies touted by members of the Wall R Wall Street Bets subreddit. She asserted the spikes in value are raising obvious questions about public confidence in the markets and those trading in it. She ominously gave a deadline of February 5th to come up with solutions to impose its enforcement capabilities or else. <laughs> I don't have the right sound effect. I'm like, oh, what can I do? What can I do? No, I don't know. All right. Uh, in addition to the army of mostly novice day traders, Warren set her sights on the short-selling hedge funds, whose goal was to see the stock prices of targeted companies dramatically plummet in value so that they could reap substantial profits. And, it, it, you know, and she's right about there. You know, there she comes back to her sanity again. But the answer is not let them lose money. Let them learn the hard way that you shouldn't short a stock 140% of its issuance, that that's a really bad idea. And, you know, if they learn that lesson, they'll stop and back out of their positions and not do that again or properly account for the risk if they do. So, I yeah, I, I mean, this is the kind of, like, what, oh, there's one more here. Uh, it's clear, as Warren pointed out, the U.S. securities markets need to make some serious changes. In the short term, it may impact the bottom line of brokerage firms as they'll need to hire more compliance, legal audit risk, anti-money laundering, and regulatory professionals, enact new international rules and regulations, and implement technologies. You wonder why it's so expensive when you go to the doctor, Right. You have how many assistants for one doctor or for one dentist? What do those people do? Mostly the fucking government paperwork. And what is it, like four or five to one? Probably higher in some offices in some states. <laughs> and here, what is, well, we're just going to need to raise the barrier to entry. We'll have 
We'll make it more complex legally. So you'll have to hire the $400 an hour or or $1,000 an hour interpreters to figure out what hoops we require you to jump through in order to enter this market now, because that will help the market functioning by restricting participants. Because that's exactly what they're doing. And raising the cost for consumers because, you know, higher prices uh, increase demand because it makes it, you know, less affordable to people. Because that's what she's proposing, right? That's, this is the solution. These are her serious changes that need to come about. Let's raise the cost of doing business. Let's push out new entrants, which is where the innovation comes from, the little guys, right? Let's get rid of them. And uh, let's, let's throw up a, new, a few new hoops as well. This is brilliant. What could possibly go wrong with this solution? In the long run, it would serve everyone better by making the markets fair, transparent, and honest with experienced professionals to watch over it. Read, we want to be in charge of this, okay? Don't you dare think that we shouldn't be in charge. We have to remain in control of this system. And that's the only way it can be fair and transparent and honest. Well, I got news for you. Your replacement is being built right now. And it doesn't care what you think. It doesn't care what your rules are. It's more efficient than your system. It's global. It has capabilities far beyond anything you can offer because of all of your restrictions. And you're powerless to do anything about it. So you can thrash around in the tar pit. And I think that's what's coming. And that's what Cliff was pointing out as well. But it's not going to change the inevitable. The inevitable is... DeFi comes along and completely obliterates Wall Street. And what's left afterwards will look nothing like what it does today. Not just Wall Street, but the banks, all of it. It's all about the change. And they have no idea. Okay. Let's see here. So there's this rumor going around that uh, reasons why Biden canceled the pipeline. Just learned. Warren Buffett owns the railroad that is now transporting all that oil. Warren Buffett donated $58 million to the Biden campaign. Warren Buffett would lose billions in transport fees if the pipeline is completed. See how politics works? Well, yeah, I also see how disinformation works. Because the mainstream media is using the 58 million number to discount the whole thing and say, no, he didn't give 58 million to the Biden campaign. Here are his contributions. Of course, this might be like one of his companies or organizations that donated 58 million and they're accrediting it, accrediting it to uh, uh, Warren Buffett. So I suppose that's possible. Um but again, it takes like five minutes, literally, to research these things. Just read through some of the comments. 
and you know like i found the article and read it and he's also uh spoken positively about the pipeline it is true though that he owns the railroad that's transporting the oil currently so does he have an incentive to a business incentive to see that the pipeline doesn't get completed i would say yes right but of course the news doesn't the, the debunking story doesn't acknowledge that and then yesterday we read somebody sent that story in the chat about ronald um burger what was it the 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 guy the the um dutch banker who it said that he died and was found in a field that whole thing is fake people that was fake it was made up by some asshole that thinks it's funny to make up stories like that and whoever put that didn't take 30 seconds to look in the comments and think where is this story from who wrote it what evidence backs it up instead it's like oh i want to share that and get some likes for it people take the time to check this stuff out this is why i hate taking links from you guys in the chat because i end up spreading bullshit information like that and look at how much of the election claims and stuff we debunked and um you know, showed were, were false and things going on with Trump and with Biden that were like, oh, this is important. This is, and it was just total bullshit. It was just rumors being passed around. This is how intelligence agencies discredit cons and get to apply the conspiracy theory label and get the normies to walk away because 80% of it is bullshit. And all they have to do is pick out one or two things and their job's done. Stop making it so easy for them. It's really not that hard to check some of these claims. And I may just never open another link. I don't know. It's, it's, this is frustrating. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So this was great. President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, hired a new criminal defense attorney late last year to defend him in the federal government's criminal investigation into his business dealings. Then on the day that Joe Biden was sworn into office, Joe Biden tapped a close colleague of Hunter Biden's new lawyer to oversee the Department of Justice's criminal division, which is reportedly investigating Hunter Biden. Gee, do you think he could make that investigation go away? Maybe, folks. <laughs> it's, I, I just, I, my comment to that is I love it. Let them run wild. I mean, they're just doing one blatantly criminal thing after another, after another. And if it, it's, I, I mean, what are we going to do about it? If it's real, if it's uh, actors in there, you got to love uh, how many people are going to get swept up in all of this? So, very interesting. Okay. I think that was all. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, let's watch that video. This is really cool. So, this is a rocket of some kind. And it's... Uh, it's going up into space. <clears throat> I couldn't find where this was from when it was shot. 
there's a lot of people saying that this is a SpaceX launch and those are the in a minute here it separates that's the booster coming off and uh, eventually it gets high enough up that it's not uh, being occluded by the earth and so you can actually see right here that's where it's out back in the sunlight and now we can see all of the exhaust and so forth and as it goes through here it starts putting out these really wild spirals which are like pressure waves I think from the uh, booster there you can see that and it reminds me very much of the Norway spiral if you don't know what that is you should go and look it up very interesting uh, happened back with Obama and it looked like something very much like this it was probably some kind of missile launch who knows what's been going on in the background and there you can see there's one up here off to the left and this other one over here down in the kind of going to the right I think one is the rocket and the other is like the booster returning anyway cool video I thought that was something uh, Cliff posted okay let's see um, we hit that so good old Mitch McConnell I've had a good conversation with POTUS and Secretary Blink Blinken about the need for swift and for a swift and decisive response from the US and allies following a coup in Burma remember we talked about that yesterday <laughs> and now uh, expect the administration will quickly sanction the junta and defend democracy. Translation, we need our puppet back in power. Let's send in the Marines. <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay. Another thing here, uh, as far as just more of these things happening, right? We've covered a lot of these. Bezos is stepping down as CEO of Amazon. Now, he is, this is happening in the third quarter, so six months from now. Um, oh, I need to get my feet down. And he's staying on as chairman of the board. So kind of moving into the background a little bit and having another CEO, having a CEO public figurehead, and he gets to direct things kind of behind the scenes and take take care of I guess less of the day-to-day -day operations um, this is interesting to me uh, you know like you couldn't just go in and arrest all of these people in the heads of all these companies and you know if you think about Amazon it's critical to national infrastructure at this point really uh, because of the volume of packages and goods that they move to people all over the US So if he is one of the bad guys, how do you get rid of him? Well, you have to do a transition plan like this. And that, to me, I think makes, makes a lot of sense. So as a, as a possibility. Um, of course, if they're going to apply sanctions and so forth, that's also part of the reason that they got him out. And let's not forget, Amazon does a lot of government contracts. I know they have, uh, they do something for like the NSA, uh, I think also the CIA, so very likely they knew what was going on. 
they were passing data, who knows what. Um, but again, we've got just important figure after important figure over the last couple uh, year or two stepping down, getting out of the public limelight. And I, I do think there's, and we've, we've looked previously at like previous years of, uh, like high profile CEO resignations compared to this year. I think that was a graph that we showed and the Delta was like 150, I think more than, uh, average for the previous years. So it's definitely higher. It's elevated. Is it because of economic conditions over the last couple of years or something else? Eh, I don't know. Okay. In Russia, they had riots in, I think this was in Tiananmen Square or um, not Tiananmen Square. That's not even in Russia. Red Square, I think is what it's called. <laughs> and um, the people are out there. They, they sent in a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of police and riot gear looks pretty peaceful, you know, from what we can see in the video. Um, and the tweet here says on February 2nd, 2021, the trial of Rothschilds and Rockefeller puppet Alexei Navalny took place in Moscow. The uh, oppositionist is completely controlled by the globalist and is planning a revolution in Russia. The court sentenced him to three and a half years in prison Riots began in Moscow. I, I'm like, that doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, so I asked somebody, you know, I asked, does anybody know what's happening? And um, somebody replied down here. I want to read you this. Uh, nope, that's not the one I'm looking for. I said, I know they marched in the police. So somebody posted, uh, tweeted a bunch of pictures of people. I said, I know they marched in the police. I'm more wondering why the people are up in arms over this. And Lord Pablo is saying, because the verdict is made from nothing. Uh, Navalani had all the documents and arguments in favor of his innocence. The trial itself was ridiculous because the judge was replaced and she did as or as she was ordered. I said, ah, okay. I was like, this is because he didn't get a harsh enough sentence, but now I understand. So. I think that's kind of what's going on. And Iron Halo, he's saying Nav, Navlani, uh, Putin's main opposition, Putin had him poisoned, but he survived. Oh, I remember this guy. Okay. He was since jailed for failing to meet parole conditions while in, the, while in a poison coma. Wow. Navalny has since uh, exposed Putin's ownership of a of a czaresque 1.3 billion palace paid for by the Russian taxpayer. I heard that was debunked, though, that that wasn't true. So you got to again, you guys got to check out these claims. OK. Um, so Biden to divert 30 billion in aid Trump left for farmers to climate change without waiting for Congress because who needs Congress, right? I mean, he can just stroke of a pen, undo all these bad Trump decisions, make them good decisions for the American people, I guess, unless you're a farmer. I wonder who's getting all the money for the carbon credits and stuff. I wonder if they've got that organization set up and waiting. 
Okay. thought this was interesting. You know, we had that rumor that there was perhaps a dirty bomb or something. Here's footage of a Blackhawk. Uh, 2021. It's flying, you know, a couple hundred feet up above ground level. Uh, and I've seen this thing flying around in the webcam footage of the White House when I check periodically. So it's like a regular thing turning uh, towards us flying now. around all, all around D.C. And I think it's probably got some sensors on board that are looking for a dirty bomb, low-level radioactivity. That's why they're getting closer, uh, close to the ground, so they get more hits, that kind of thing. Um, right past me. I'm trying to get this focus for you. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. And I think that's that could be a very real thing that's happening. And they're looking for it, hoping to find it early if, if there ends up being something like that. Okay. Um, we covered that. We covered that. We covered that. All right. The last one. We'll see if this gets me kicked off YouTube for good for two weeks. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys are a little better prepared this time. Now that you know. All right. This is the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell. He's on Newsmax. Newsmax freaks out. The, the the anchor gets up out of the chair to like have him shut down. It's pretty crazy. I, I want you guys to watch this and I want to talk about it. And I want to show you what's going on and just how insane this is getting. Your Twitter account and the uh, company. Okay. So well, what, happened? What, what happened with your Twitter account and the uh, company page? Well, first, mine was taken down because we have all the election fraud with these Dominion machines. We have 100 percent proof. And then I when they took. OK, look at the guy guy's face right here. He immediately look. I think he looks up at somebody because we have all the election fraud with these Dominion machines. We have 100 percent proof. And he then just I, hears it. And he's they like, took oh, it down hold on. Mike, three weeks Mike, ago, I, and then I put it back up. My personal, I put it. It was a Mike, thing uh, thank you very much. Mike, Mike, I, you're talking about machines uh, that, that we at Newsmax have not been able to verify any of uh, okay. those kinds of allegations. I don't, Mike, Mike, I don't want to get kicked off of YouTube. It's too important to us. It's our main outlet. We are going to stick to the narrative that YouTube has laid out for us, Mike. You can't, you can't talk about that here. Allegations. We just want to let people know that there's nothing substantive that we've seen. And let me read you something there. Okay. So nothing substance, 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 blah, 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 substance. I don't even know if I can say it. Um, substantive. There you go. Um, that we've seen. While there were some clear evidence of some cases of vote fraud in While there were some evidence of clear cases of vote fraud. Irregularities, the election results in every state were certified. The election results in every state were certified, which is absolutely true. And Newsmax accepts the results as legal and final. The courts have also supported that view. The courts have also supported that view. That statement is false, right? Because as far as I know, there are, I think, 30 cases still working their ways through the courts. You had Sidney Powell um, agreed to dismiss uh, voluntarily, or she voluntarily withdrawed her uh, lawsuit with one of the states. 
And that was a joint motion. And they did that because the state agreed to the audit that they were suing to get in the first place, right? And so as far as I know, that audit's still ongoing. So to say the courts have all agreed, um, well, the courts have uh, denied mo the, all, almost all the lawsuits. I think there was one that won. Uh, and they did that without holding, without a single one of them, holding a single evidentiary hearing to look at the evidence that they just dismissed out of hand. So to say that this is settled um, when there's still litigation working its way through the courts is a disingenuous statement. It is. I'm not here to lie to my audience or to let lies go unchallenged, and that's not simply not true. The truth is there's still cases working their way through the courts. So to say they've all agreed is not a valid and true statement. They have to date. Hopefully, I can, hopefully that's explained. So right. we so, wanted so to talk to you about place. canceling culture, if you will. We don't want to relitigate the, the, the uh, allegations that you're making. Nobody can hear anything that's being said here. We understand where you are. So let me ask you this. Do you think that this should be temporary because it appears to be permanent? Could you make an argument that it is temporary? Should your ban be temporary or permanent, Mike? That's what we're here to talk about. What? <laughs> could you make an argument that this could be a temporary banning rather than permanent? No, I want it to be a permanent because you know what? They did this because I'm revealing all the evidence on Friday <laughs> of all the election fraud with these machines. And he just goes on with his narrative, which uh, what do you say about? I don't know. I don't know. The courts have turned it down. But they've also refused to hold a single evidentiary hearing of this so-called evidence. So, like, that's what these these uh, dismissed cases are based on. Or they're dismissed for standing. There, there were all sorts of reasons. Oh, you filed before the election, so therefore it's invalid. Oh, you filed after the election, you should have filed before. It's too late. You know, you just had all kinds of crazy reasons to dismiss these cases, including the, the state of Texas one, where you have states disputing, hey, we've got an issue, Supreme Court, take it up. And they're like, no, no, we're, we're, uh, we're not going to take that up. So, yeah, they were all defeated in the courts. And that's how. And that's why. So, there you go. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if that gets me kicked off of YouTube for telling the truth instead of pushing the talking points because I'm not here to be a propaganda mouthpiece for YouTube or anybody else. The facts are the facts and the facts don't lie. Okay. I think that is everything that I wanted to cover. Let me just skip through here. Yeah, we read the Forbes article. That was so great. <laughs> These people just have no clue. We did that. We did that. If you guys have questions, use asterisks. I'll answer a few and then we're going to get out of here. Um, and then won't be a show tomorrow, most likely. 
I'm going to go spend time with my daughter again. So, um, yeah, that is it. Here's a little bit more here on the, um, the Zero Hedge article about the silver versus gold. So I'll read that while y'all get your questions in. Um, this is from one of the, the brokers, Bullion, SD Bullion, the CEO. In the 24 hours preceding Friday's uh, preceding Friday market close, SD Bullion sold nearly 10x the number of silver ounces that we normally would sell in an entire weekend, leading to Sunday market open. In a normal market, we normally find that at least one supplier source willing to sell some ounces over the weekend if we exceeded our long-term position. The number of ounces we predicted we would sell over the weekend. This is about ready to get really interesting as there were very little inventory left from suppliers' mints going into Friday close. Our direct AP supplier informed us after close on Friday that the uh, U.S. Mint will be on allocation for the remainder of Type 1, the current uh, Silver Eagle design. So that's basically rationing, I think. Uh, our sales for the month of January exceeded any one month last year during the heart of the pandemic. It was an all-time record month in our company history. As QTR uh, tweets so succinctly, no matter what happens with uh, hashtag silver squeeze, a lot of younger people are for the first time informing themselves that metals are the only true real money. Now, I don't agree with that, but I get what he's saying. Compared to fiat, a million times better uh, for long-term uh, storage of wealth, and really with what we're with what's coming out here with all this hyperinflation, really good for the near term as well, because it's here, right? The realization sticks uh, for life, even when even when uh, squeezed, even when squeezes end and. A red pill moment for many. It, this is a red pill moment for many, and it's beautiful. I don't know why I had trouble reading that, but it's kind of what he's saying. It's a. It's this is an eye opener. It's uh, people are are gonna be are gonna be woken up by this. We suspect premiums will rise quickly as we are uh, seeing significant increases in our cost. When we can even locate the metal, it's also highly likely that we will need an additional day or two to fill orders based on current order counts. This rush on physical silver came at a time when the industry was already experiencing tight supply. We went over that with the uh, graph. Uh, in fact, over the weekend, we saw over 50 times the number of buys as sells. This is uh, from goldsilver.com. However, moves this fast uh, in premiums and spot. This is kind of how they ended with a warning can often reverse as quickly, so we encourage all of our customers to exercise good judgment and discipline trading in volatile markets. So it's a bit of a gamble is kind of what he's saying. Like the underlying price on paper, they're manipulating it at, you know, under 30. But the real price for physical right now is over 40. So, and that could, could evaporate and it goes back to, you know, the premiums just start to shrink over time as supply comes up. But the real question is, will it, right? Is will that happen? Okay. Let's see here. How's the garden? Wink, wink. I haven't done any gardening lately. I don't know what you're talking about. But I, I see the seeds are out, so I, I might try and 
plant some seeds. I need to go turn it and get some uh, peat moss to mix in with the soil a little bit. And then put down some ground cover and get it all prepped and ready. Uh, okay. Is XAG just paper? Yes. It's a, it's a claim on silver, not actual silver. Did Trump replace, and of course, you're playing then in their regulated, manipulated market, right? So, did Trump replace his legal team, everyone on the team, why? So, I think so, yes. Um, and that happened right before uh, he went forward with the impeachment thing. It's, it's that legal team. Uh, the rumor is, of course, who knows if you believe the mainstream media or not, is that he wanted to, them to focus on the election and they're like, no, focus on the constitutionality. And I think those arguments have been put forth. Um, yes, uh, Bezos is stepping down as Amazon CEO. We covered that in the show. You should go back and check it out. Uh, you're in deep with the IRS and Stratford Cash. Do you sell off silver or XRP? Eesh, I don't know. I would try and delay as best you can um that's your call I, I mean silver's up if you sell to a private party like on craigslist and you know you need to take some precautions that you don't get robbed or something but uh i think you could get a really great price for it so it's up to you depends on your situation really your thoughts on scott mckay patriot street fighter i don't think i know him I may have come across them, but it's not ringing a bell. Some after P folks are using YouTube live broadcasts for software compression and immediately pulling off of the platform and uploading to Rumble a short directional video where to find it. Yeah, I've seen that. Bonfire Guy did, basically did that. Uh, okay, one, bro, one time with the question mods. If you guys can delete these or time them out so that they I don't get the same question three times uh have you covered the back tattoo of Hunter Biden in correlation with the location of the recent helicopter crash yes we did about a week ago uh all right that's it that's it you're done okay and ditch carrying torches protesting China vi virus link or Dutch carrying torches okay yeah, I just, guys, I don't want to go through. Time with your girl is fleeting. Get as much as possible. Yeah, I'll go over and do her um, schooling, which is remote, while her mom is working. They're back out at this uh, Airbnb house that they got. <laughs> Funny story. Um, the They had a guest stay, and, like, the toilet backed up, and uh, Rebecca went under the house and there was a clean out. <laughs> she opened it, not realizing there's water above her and it sprayed out and I think some of it got in her face. <laughs> Ouch. So anyway, plumber comes out 400 and something dollars later, it's working again. And there were uh, wet wipes and then they, those were getting hung up on the tree roots. So I'm like, okay, you need to use um, copper sulfate to retard the root growth and so that's what she's doing now anyway the joys of home ownership and all that so 
can you say again how crypto can solve the solution? What happened with GME? So crypto and not just crypto, but like token, uh, not tokenization, but uh, well, yeah. So you, th there's a number of different ways and different approaches and uh, things that are going to play into that, um, that question. Um, first off, stocks are going to be tokenized equities, you know, all kinds of things. Everything's getting tokenized and put on the blockchain so that it's accessible to smart contracts, to trade, uh, to exchanges, to trading platforms, to individuals, that sort of thing. Okay. So you've got that angle to it. Um, let me read the question again and make sure. Um, okay. Then you've got uh, stable coins, which are pegged to, you know, a fiat currency, which is a, is a way to digitize the dollar and do real time settlement. Okay. You're still depending on a third party, but the mechanics of it, because they're both on blockchains and accessible, and then the whole DeFi space and smart contracts can manage those settlements and, you know, when conditions are met, trigger it immediately. And then because it's crypto and because it's fast and because it's all available and on the blockchain, the assets can be swapped without a two-day settlement process. So there's a number of different companies that are working on, you know, DeFi is kind of the long term. They're a long ways from there. Uh, but you have R3, you have Ripple, you have XRP as a settlement option on the R3 network along with others. Uh, they're all, they've all been opening their APIs with, you know, from Swift to uh, R3 and everybody else to be interoperable because that's really the key if they're going to survive for any length of time uh, is that they, they have interoperable systems. So that's the solution waiting. What they're doing now is probably using, um, I don't know how often they touch Swift, but Swift is like, to give you an idea, it's like email that uses a nightly FTP to send and receive messages. That's, that's the level of sophistication that Swift had. Now they've come out with GPI, which is much faster and more real time. And that was basically them ripping off what Ripple had done because they saw, holy crap, these guys are going to eat our lunch if we keep resting on our laurels. And that's again, same thing. They were granted this monopoly because the banks like anointed them as the chosen ones to be the global transfer system. They lacked competition and they didn't innovate. They could have solved this problem 10 years ago, literally. And they didn't because they have no incentive, no market signals, no need to compete, no need to innovate and so on. Okay. Uh, as one who's in the process of transferring 401k to precious metals, uh, what metal is there enough of to invest in gold, platinum? How does one know? Ooh, that's a long question. You know, there's not an easy answer. Um, there's, you, you need to find somebody, uh, not me, to answer that question for you. There's different ways to go there. You can do like uh, self-managed IRAs where you roll the 401k into an IRA and, and then you can actually go out and buy crypto. You can go out and buy precious metals. You store them in your vault. You have to account for them and so forth, but you're still within the IRA. So there's people that can help you with that. I'm not one of them. Uh, much easier following ghost Ezra on telegram. Okay. Uh, your thoughts on X 22 report. I, I answered that last night. I feel like, 
I don't want to go through it all again. You should run for office. We need rational people. No, you do not want me in office. You believe they will sweep Hunter's stuff under the rug? Is he still getting paid by uh, Burma? Yes. Yes, he, or, or he's still on the board of these oil companies, right? So, like, that's how much the Biden family really cares about the environment. They're still taking big oil money. Um, I think they're going to do that. But if we're in this paradigm with Ezra, like, you know, that Biden's an actor and this and that, and this whole thing's a giant sting operation, I don't know. It could be. I think there's, you know, if we've covered the evidence ad nauseum for that. Um, if that's true, they're just letting them kind of, I think a lot of this is on purpose to, to throw out a bigger and bigger dragnet, right? Because these rats are coming out of the woodwork to make these deals. Now that they know, oh, look how they got in. This is a family that wants to wheel and deal kind of thing or an administration, I guess, that wants to wheel and deal. And we're all going to get rich on the backs of uh, the people holding the U.S. dollar. So, do you think the Reddit orcs are being short-sighted by sticking to ETFs and not buying SLV? So, yes. Uh, you know, I kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier in the show. They're saying do not buy SLV. That's helping the banks and this and that. And I think it, that's just really short-sighted. I don't think that takes into account, you know, everything we went through in the beginning. So, I would send you back there. Should I stock up on silver or is it over? I think it's far from over, but that's your call to make. Deep Capture has scathing articles about the legal team. I don't know. I haven't read them. Uh, thoughts on street silver and jewelry grade bulk silver. So that's one of the things uh, that I used to do with my buddy that runs a gold and silver shop is he would let me go through his junk silver and we'd pick out jewelry and stuff. So I've got you know, I don't know. Yeah, I've got some really ugly silver rings and things that I bought from him for a little, you know, like he makes, he pays like 10% under spot or 20% under spot and will sell it to me at 10% over kind of thing. And so I'd go in and just pick out stuff that I can use. But yeah, we're basically buying it for scrap value in the future. And people, people like, sell jewelry for melt value that some of it's really really nice so i've got a ring with like a big chicken coming off of it that uh rebecca got me and she used to tease me about being the chicken farmer and here's your chicken ring i'm like it's an eagle okay it's a fucking eagle not a chicken <laughs> anyway it's kind of fun and i've also found some like at, at a goodwill store found a freaking silver uh, sterling silver Tiffany bracelet uh, for, at a Goodwill store for, and paid like, I don't know, $5 for it or something. It was crazy. <laughs> okay. So you got to be on the lookout for that. My brother's the same way. Uh, where are the buttons, man? Oh, it's not plain. Come on, there, there man. There's one. There's one, man. Video of Biden on Marine One is actually Marine Two from four to five years ago. Okay, I hadn't seen that, but again, I want to 
validate that claim. So, uh, I bought XAG on Uphold. In your opinion, will this crisis cause the paper price to bomb? Maybe temporarily, but I'd say that's a buying opportunity. If this short squeeze materializes, uh, eventually it's going to break. Now, I don't know exactly how it would break, so that's something I'd keep, an, you know, if I was in silver, I would paper silver like that. I would be keeping a close eye on the happenings in the silver market. So explain a deficit of silver when over 20,000 plus are mined each year. Uh, well, the graph right here shows it. I would say uh, this is this is a uh, King World News. Uh, here, let me show you. So the graph that he's showing right there explains that that's not the case. It's not 20,000 more ounces of silver. There's a huge deficit and it's been growing and growing and growing over the years. And they've had to, uh, you know, take silver out of storage that, uh, you know, were reserves and put it into the open market to keep this from exploding. It's one of the reasons that I'm, uh, have for a long time been so bullish on silver. And this is uh, Eric King. He does th this podcast. It's not apparent from these stories, but if you scroll down, uh, he does these podcasts that are absolutely excellent. This is King World News. I'm Eric King, and you're about to hear an interview with one of the greats in the business, chairman of research affiliates, Rob Arnott. But first, this second. So he does these interviews of industry professionals and in precious metals, and, and like they have really intelligent discussions. I was listening to this in 2008. So those of you that want to come up to speed on some of this, go through some of these and go to kingworldnews.com and go listen to some of his podcasts. And he does really great interviews and discussions on this. And you will learn a lot from listening to this guy. It was, he's, one, he's one of my teachers, absolutely. And that was back in 2008. Okay. Yellen to call a meeting with the SEC, Fed, CFTC this week to discuss GameStop-related market volatility. Never let a crisis go to waste. Nope. Yeah, they can more power, more control. Always good for them. Yes, we talked about the UFO stuff, 180-day uh, deadline in the COVID-19 bill. And, and there's been stuff that's been released. So we had Tesla's papers come out. We had uh, some other some other things. Uh, the FBI, I think, released their files early or some of their files early. Okay. Newsmax is now a Trojan horse and part of the propaganda to move on uh, and move on narrative while they all want to limit and squash the middle guy. Do you agree? I don't know. I, you know, I haven't paid that much attention to him to really be able to answer that question. Uh, U.S. Met warns it can't meet surging demand for gold and silver. Yep. It's, I, I, the question is, how long can they hold it off until the, the paper markets can't ignore it? Because there's not enough. Uh, there are industrial users on the COMEX who will demand silver because they use it, not because they're investing in it. And when that breaks, all hell's going to break loose. And I don't know exactly what that looks like. Um, I, you know, I'd love if, if there's somebody in the audience that knows a good article about 
what's likely to happen to how the comics would likely play out in this scenario, uh, what that, what kind of chaos would erupt and what are the likely outcomes of how that plays out and what happens with JP Morgan's, uh, stash of silver. Do they have to send that out for, uh, to, uh, meet orders, uh, to meet, um, delivery requests? I don't know. And then what happens to the paper market when the whole thing short circuits? Do they become worthless or do they rise, uh, you know, or at some point to kind of, I, I just, I don't know how it would play out. I really don't. That's why I bought silver a long time ago and held. So, and again, just like, um, just like Mark, uh, whatever his name, right here, Mark Cuban <laughs> is saying, I knew the use case for silver. I knew the problems. I knew the manipulation. I knew it one day it's going to come undone. I didn't think it would take as long as it has, uh, and missed other opportunities because of it. But, uh, you know, i this is kind of my philosophy. So, all right. Those who scream the loudest have something to hide. Okay, 20, all right. If North Korea and Iran does transactions over XRP network, it's illegal things going on. Can someone stop it? No, they can't stop it. Uh, did you see the report on Trump attempted assassination? No, and it's probably bullshit, right? It, Apparently, it's a CIA uh, asset shooting from a hovering chopper, deep state, and panic. I'd want to see some real evidence and not so, my source told me kind of thing because there's so much bullshit that comes from that. <sighs> okay. Do you still think there's a chance of Trump really being our president? I don't know if he is now or not. I think we have two. Uh, because of the Insurrection Act. There was an interesting thing looking at what happened the last time, and it was the North and South, right? So you did the, the America technically had two presidents. Is that the kind of thing happening now? I'm not sure. So uh, you said Diffie is way off. How long do you think that will take? I don't, I, I don't know what you're asking me. Sorry. Uh, now we do want you in office. <laughs> no, no, I don't think you do. If I was president, I would, um, I would eliminate the government and then resign. I would sell off all the assets, distribute the money to the people, and then decimate the government, destroy it all, and then resign. You really want me in office? Because that's my plan. <laughs> there was an opportunity when I was in Keene. Uh, one of the counselors had to quit, I think, because he was moving. And so they held this emergency um, election where the existing counselors got to vote on the new counselor. And I sat in, uh, I was at the meeting where anybody could go sit down in the chair and uh, talk about why you should be the city councilor for the city of Keene, New Hampshire. And I almost jumped in the chair because we had put a request into them 
to, about their drinking ordinance and getting rid of that to you know lessen the you've got college kids walking around and they don't allow open containers in the city and like just allow it well they push it off to the subcommittee right and there were three people on it one of them was a guy who would go to the meeting with his styrofoam cup for water except he would have vodka in it and you could smell it on his breath and of course we had gotten arrested the month before for going in there and playing the drinking game with non-alcoholic beverages but they're like oh you're disrupting the meeting and we work we want to search your things and this and that and they arrested us and took us to jail um and of course you have one guy deciding on this thing who's uh you know getting drunk drinking alcohol in public during the meeting and you have another guy who uh somebody you know one of the people that's a native there said she saw him three sheets to the wind walking down one of the main streets going into town with a beer can he drank it downed it threw it in the bushes pissed drunk that was the other one and i forget who the third was and so of course they killed our proposal no we can't have that and so I thought about sitting down and explaining the reasons that you definitely do not want me on the city council. Because if I knew about someone, say, uh, drinking vodka in one of those little cups, counselor so-and-so, I would definitely call them out for it. <laughs> and then going on to the next one. And the... But I didn't. I chickened out. So, Okay. That's me in government. Okay, you don't want that. Nobody wants that. When our current government steals money in elections, including local, and the media is in the bag, what options do the people have? Yeah, that's a good question. It's a good thing that clearly hasn't happened at all. Because the government told us free and most fair elections ever, and I believe them. Uh, would you buy Uphold Series C at 85 cents a share for 10K? I have not looked at um, any of the numbers or anything about that, so I have, that's your choice. Uh, I like Uphold. I think, it's, I think they're a stand-up company and one of the better actors in the space, probably one of the best. Uh, is Hunter so – I mean, they're also one of the more expensive ones, but it's easy for newbies to come in and be able to buy crypto, and I think that's important. So, like, I – I send people there all the time because it's the easiest one, especially if, they, if they're not that technical. Uh, is Hunter so dumb he doesn't know the difference between Joe Biden Joe and Biden? I don't know. I don't know. There's all sorts of, you know, things, ways you could explain that. Who knows? Who knows if he's even the original or a double as well? I don't. Uh, is the point of this whole silver thing to bury the dollar because Trump has already have gold sitting somewhere? I think it's, um, that, yeah, they have to crash the old system one way or another to bring in the new one. I think they've got that waiting and it will be rolled out. I don't know what the timing is. So if a newbie in the crypto had 5K, they wanted to invest, what advice would you give them? We, we like answered, I hate doing go buy these because I'm not a financial advisor. I answered a very similar question yesterday, so go back and look there. I'm not going to do that every night. Yeah, in fact, let's stop there. All right, that's it. You scallywags, I'm done. Uh, I think that was good, though. Uh, 
another interesting episode with everything that's happening here in the silver market. And again, just because Wall Street Bets wants to say, no, this is the wrong thing. You should stay here shorting our, um, our, our stock with us. I, who's, who put them in charge? Nobody. Nobody. And this silver thing has already got legs. It's happening. Can it be sustained long enough for the problems in the paper market to manifest? That's the big question for me. Also, what happens to COMEX? How does that implode? Does JP Morgan walk away rich with all this silver or does the silver go out the door uh, when it's called for delivery? I don't know. Those are questions I, I still have. If anybody's got answers or things I should go look at, let me know because I would definitely or tweet it to me and I can uh, we can talk about it in the next show once I read up on it a little bit. But I haven't really seen that addressed in any of the some of the silver shows that I've been watching to kind of get some perspectives, different perspectives on this for you guys. Uh, okay. Yep. That's it, folks. I am out of here. We'll catch you all next broadcast. Thanks, everyone. Hello.